Hello and welcome to The Leaderverse with your hosts, Drew Lee, Lucas Sheradin, and me, Jesse Button. Join us as we explore the transformative power of thought. In a world that emphasizes teaching people what to do, we dive deep into the significant yet often overlooked practice of teaching people how to think. This journey of introspection takes a personal turn as Lucas shares his audacious goal of running a marathon, a goal born out of defiance and the burning desire to prove his skeptics wrong. Bursting with passion and purpose, Lucas's story is more than just a race. It's an exploration about mindset and resilience and the enduring spirit of an individual who refuses to quit. Enjoy this authentic and unfiltered discussion and prepare to be inspired and challenged as you embrace the power of transformative thinking and embark on a journey to unlock your true potential. All that and more today on The Leaderverse. I've been thinking an awful lot about the fact that we teach people what to do. That's easy. Do this or don't do this. And I can measure it. I can. Did you make 20 calls? Great. Did you get the result we wanted? Then we can work with that. And so, and there's a lot of uh, coaches that coach to doing. Then there's uh, the other part of leadership where we tell people actually don't think that, but think this. So we do thought replacement. It's like, um, don't think that you're going to fail. Think that you're going to win. And you think. And even if I don't underlying believe it, right? What we don't do really well is teach people how to think the thoughts they need to think. We don't, and I'm actually developing that right now as a model of when I bump into something, what's the model of how I think? And I, I'm really, because the reason why I don't believe some, like, I, Tony Robbins is right, and I love affirmations, and I'm a big affirmations guy, but affirmation without action is delusion, and I'm, he's totally right. And I know some people are real critical of you know your affirmation, which is interesting, Drew, because I hear the critics of affirmations say they don't work, and I understand that, but they don't do that in the opposite. So the negative affirmations, you know, well, I can't do that. Okay, that obviously works. <laughs> they have no denying of being realistic with a negative affirmation. They're just not pro-positive affirmations. So I'm really well, curious to, as a to what you said though to teach people. Like Lucas, what, what you said was was spot on, and it was the it was from what you know what Tony shares is negative affirmations confirm, whereas say a positive affirmation right. has a requirement that goes with it and that's action or implementation you don't have to do yeah, anything so Drew, with a I, negative. i'd really like to i'd really like to dive into this idea of when you coach you coach some of the top real estate professionals in america and it is easy to tell them to do and it's easy to tell them what thoughts they should replace but what is effective in your world of teaching somebody how they should think about life or how they should think about success or how they should think about, you know, achievement. How do you teach people how to think? Great question. You've got to start with a destination in mind of where are they going? Why are they going there? Often we refer to that and it's overused as mission and vision Vision is nothing more than looking into the future and telling me what you see. Kids are better at it than now than I believe adults are. And, and kids are programmed from you know childhood to what do you want to be when you grow up, which is all you're doing is, is asking a child to future cast, hey, I want you to grow up real fast in the next minute 
And I want you to tell me what your world looks like when you're there. Now you're an adult, you're living on your own. You're out of the house. My, you know, one of my sons is going to have a, a, uh, a mansion. He's going to have servants. Uh, he's going to have a butler. He, he's going to have, uh, I think it's called a Bugatti. It's, it's some kind of um, elaborate car. Is it, is it, I pr pronounce that correct? I think that's a motorcycle. Maybe, maybe that you're maybe correct, uh, but he's going to have one. That's cool. And, and he has no idea what he's going to do for a living. I'm really excited to see his future so I can, I can tag along and just be like that parent that gets to go on all these elaborate trips because they've got a wealthy kid. But he's very clear on what the vision for his life is, has no idea how to get there. So that how to think, you got to start with the destination some places. I learned earlier on there was a, we called it, I don't know what's formally called, but we called it the green light coaching model. And it was just a conversation piece to say internally and something anybody can do that's listening. You can do it to yourself. And it's a question or a framework of, okay, one, where am I going and why am I going there? That's the destination. But the green lights are number one, do I want change or is something not working in my life in my business, with my health, is something broken or not working the way I think it should be. And we do this really, we do this all the time, by the way, when you get on social media and you're reading something about someone and you find yourself into the comparison trap, mm -hmm. you've just done it, by the way, is you found a dissatisfaction or a self-evaluation of how do I measure up against what other people are doing? And it's a judgment. And yet it says, hey, I could be doing better in some area of my life, or I'm not doing what they're doing. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. What I'm encouraging is you start with where do you want to be in com contrast to where you are? So there has to be something that you want to change fundamentally about yourself to move towards this destination. That's number one. Number two is you have a belief that it could be different. There are examples of where it's different. So where is somebody succeeding? Where has somebody succeeded in the past? Who is doing or who has ever done successfully what you're attempting or your future endeavor? Is there an example? Is there a model? Is there a theory that hasn't been proven or disproven? What is it that you have to work from as a framework? Number three is do you believe it could be different for you? This is where most people run in to the obstacle that gets in their way. Mm -hmm. So I have something I want to change about myself. I have a belief it could be different, but then I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I believe I'm the one, I could overcome this. I have a problem, my upbringing, you don't understand my childhood, my parents were. That's This is usually where the greatest uh, amount of limited beliefs come in. And in order to get to that destination, you really do have to have four green lights. I wanna change something, green light. I believe it could be different, green light. I believe it could be different for me when you get to that green light, the last one is an action or a pathway. I will do the necessary steps to get there. That's how you take somebody and you really find the belief and you figure out are there obstacles or how do you think in order to get there? So no I'm going to go to a bigger question because what... Yeah, what what you just did though, it wasn't answered my question. You just demonstrated how you try to. So you think in order to get me to think differently, 
great questions help me think. I'm asking, how do we help somebody think differently? Mm-hmm. And so like you're like, that's how do I help somebody believe? So you go to, let me strategically place questions and force them to answer them. Or my, my get approach them to is them, figuring right? out where they're stuck first. In order to change and elevate somebody thinking and teaching them how to think, okay. I've got to know where they are stuck at, and at what red light are we sitting? Are we sitting in the fact that okay. everything so is first... fine and I don't want to change anything or I'm not willing to do anything uncomfortable? There's there's no required change in my world. I'm living in complacency or I'm living in good, which is the enemy of great, according to Jim Collins. Am I stuck there at that red light or am I stuck at a red light that says, I don't know if it could be different or I don't know if it could be different for me. Your your model would include, the, let's start at the very beginning. One is awareness is, do they know that they're stuck? Do they care that they're stuck? Do they have a vision for the future? Blah, blah, blah. What's the underlying belief? So you start with awareness. And then number two, you dig into questions to cause them to, self-reflect or whatever I, i'm what i'm doing is i'm sure. building models so that anybody could say this is how you think differently and not i wish everybody had a Julie in their pocket like mm-hmm. i'm having a bad day drew ask me the right questions to help me so, but if i could teach people a model and how to think so your model would include number one is there awareness and how could i create it around the yes. current reality and their current mindset number two yes ask questions. Basically, all you're doing is taking a spotlight and saying, let me spotlight what I'm hearing you say to make you even more aware and see, is there a willingness to make any kind of adjustment? Sure. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's do this live on it. Hey, this is unfiltered. This is, this is authentic. Let's do this live and see how it goes. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So Lucas, we're going to examine real quick, our way of thinking, your way of thinking and exploring. You said a couple of weeks ago, Hey, this year, I've decided to to take the crazy train and I'm going to run a full marathon. So you started with something that you want to improve and, and it's a destination. What's important about running a marathon? Why? Yeah, I, I think for me, I like to prove to myself that I could do the hard things and that I'm not a person that just always takes the easy path. Mm-hmm. And I know that for me, like running, breathing hard, uh, anything that causes, you know, hard breathing is not generally been my forte. And so as I was thinking about what could be my Masogi, what could be something that I really challenged myself mentally and physically, uh, marathon just kept on coming back to my mind. So we have a reason for doing this. Yeah. What do you think? The it's kind of result? up yours to all the people who said I was an underachiever and that I'm a middle of the road. So it's like every year I want to plan an up yours to the people. Like I had a teacher, I still remember her. Uh, and so we, because they gave me bad grades in school, I used them by name in all my illustrations. Mrs. McNillis, I thank you so much for telling me that one day when you saw me at a football game, you leaned over to your husband and you said to your husband, there goes the classic underachiever. Well, Mrs. McNillis, I love you, respect you and up yours. I'm doing a marathon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you mind if I ask like, what role model are you following where you know at your conditioning where you are in life what you've done in the past is is who do you believe it sets a great example or a role model that says well if they could do it i could do this <laughs> i'm talking to him He's all like, right there we go yeah because i know that you you hadn't been a runner and uh mm-hmm. jay white uh, there's a couple there's a chris suarez there's several of my friends who have gone from couch to well suarez probably 
started out at two years old running marathons and reading like huge books. He started doing that when he was two, when he was teething. However, I, I've seen several people go from couch to marathon and um and actually it's kind of cool when you see somebody do it once, but like you, Drew, you you do it repeatedly and you actually make it a, a huge event for you and your family that you travel to cool places and run marathons. So So you know what can be done. Yeah. What's it gonna take for Lucas to do it? What do you know about yourself that to this point has gotten in the way or you've never done it previously? Well, I've never put it on a podcast before. So there there's, there's, there's that. Um, and I've never had a, a leading coach in the United States ask me a lot of questions about it on a public forum. And there's that. Um, how, however, for me, it's, Number one, it's never been a, a, a dream. So now I'm clear and I've made it public. So there's some accountability around it. I don't have a plan, but I understand that a, a plan is short coming, you know, is is coming soon that I plan on implementing beginning of March, which get which give would give me six months to the mm -hmm. Kansas City Marathon, which will be my first one that I tackle. Um so I've actually located you? it. So that that was missing. Yeah. What would stop you? What would stop me? Um Probably uh, like on a day, not feeling it, not wanting to do it. Not, not, not like this morning I saw you ran with the 20 pound vest. Um, I'm sure that that sucked on a whole new level, I think was your exact words. And so like that whole new level like, sucked, oh, I ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That, there's, there's, there's nothing sexy about this. What was I thinking? Um, I, I know for me, I, I need, Social proof helps me a bunch so that when I make a goal public, when I do a 75 hard and I post that or I, I tell people that I'm doing something like that, I'm going to tell a lot of people about this because I need that crowd. Like, what will they think that the part of my ego helps me with that? So I, I'm doing everything I can to set up systems around me that give me energy on it. Like on a Monday morning when I had a late Sunday night and I really am sore and I don't feel like getting up and doing whatever the plan calls for. So, so probably my own emotions wrong answer to your question. So the only thing I could really I mean, prevent you from doing it is you and your level of preparation. Um, yes. So what has to happen for... Barring an act of God. Barring an act of God. So what has to happen for, in your mind where no matter what, you are unwilling not to finish, not to cross the finish line and not to do the work required to reach that destination? Hey, Jesse, we didn't know I was getting into this. This is a volunteer. I'm not even question. paying for this 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 is like <laughs> gosh this is the, this is and the by the way i, I whenever whenever somebody whenever jesse let, let's just talk about you without it be here whenever i'm very uncomfortable i deflect and i use humor so or i try to make it light so i just did that that's okay hey um, I'll, I, I'll help you out because i couldn't help but think when you brought up the weight vest uh the experience that i had yesterday this is hey we, we always promised authenticity um I had the I had I was yeah. running I ran I ran a 5k or, or 3.2 miles yesterday I think it's actually 3.1 officially um, with a 20 pound weight vest and now I have a whole new level of of what women and what ladies go through I have an, an entirely new respect because this thing was bouncing up and wow. down the whole time and now I feel like I need a sports bra for my <laughs> weight vest 
and and I, <laughs> I entirely have a different level of respect for for lady runners. Let me just tell you, folks, that's authentic. Oh that's just authentic home. me. Yeah, bless your bless your beautiful that, hearts. I, I I didn't did not want to picture this morning. You just <laughs> totally painted an image of you that I just did not want to picture. So. <laughs> I, I think, Drew, like so, something like this is really great because it's also revealing to me is how am I thinking about marathon running and how am I thinking about the preparation? Because the marathon itself is just an event. The process to get to that event is where if if any stumbling happens, that's there. So what do I need to do to create so that I like I, I've done the coaching thing where you write a check uh, or you do things or you create enough pain on the backside. Sure. I, I actually am experimenting this time is what can I make? And like, I liked your suggestion the other day, do it for a charity, find, find like a raise, use it as a, a fundraiser for somebody that can't raise funds for themselves. So sure. make it about, I want, I want to see experiment with this time. Can I do it for the pleasure of, because people change for one or two reasons, passion or, or pressure. I want to have something in my life that I'm doing on purpose for passion, not because I have pressure and I have to. Sure. Well, and like what running for a charity does for me personally, or just for me, it increases the greater sense of purpose. I'm going to do this, whether I raise money for a charity or not, or whether it's about a charity. What that does is it elevates the sense of purpose, and it brings other people into the conversation that allows them to be part of a journey. So then it stops being about self or me, and it starts being about we. And in some cases, with it, when it relates to the charity, like I'm running the Boston Marathon, 128th running, I'm, I'm raising $10,000 for Homes for Our Troops. Uh, and you can go to www or you can go to run drew dru run drew uh, run.com to contribute to that charity if it, if it hits your heart and what what homes for our troops does is it takes our wounded veterans and many of them come back with with amputees or, or your, your amputations and then they go back in there and they unfortunately the the U.S. government, we don't really have programs that say, hey, by the way, pick your life up where you left off. You're no longer eligible to serve in the military. We will send you a check for disability for the rest of your life. However, but go back to your home, raise your kids, get back with your spouse, and just go live the rest of your life where now this person might have a missing limb or multiple, and they need their home retrofitted, changed, altered in some way. So running for that charity, it brings every human being that is in that position that's going to be affected by every dollar donated. It brings a greater sense of purpose. But in this yeah, in this experiment right. that we're doing in real time, live, un, un, um, unrehearsed, is how do you think? When you're teaching somebody how to think, you've got to first be aware of where is their thinking out of alignment with their higher purpose or higher being or better self. Because for any of us who have yet to accomplish our financial goals, our relationship goals, our health goals, whatever there are, our spiritual goals, wherever there is a gap of where you are and where you want to be, it's our way of thinking that's getting in the way or prevented us from already being there. Here's what I can tell you. When you take a goal and you look ahead, the person you have to become to succeed and hit that goal cannot think the way you're currently thinking. Your current level of thinking is why you're is why you have your current level of income. It's why you have your current level of health. It's why your relationship is the way it is. One of my favorite authors, Andy Andrews, once said, and I'll never forget this. He said, if you're in a place in your life 
currently and there's something about it that you want to change or you're in a place in your life and you don't like your current state, it's your best thinking that got you here. Mm. Mm. So your best thinking got you in this situation. That same level of thinking isn't going to get you out of it. You've got to elevate your thinking or to Lucas, your, your, your point is how to think. How do I need to think to get to that destination or grow as a person that achieves X, Y, or Z? Yeah, because I, I've tried, and I think we've all tried, and it worked. Here's the thing. Behavior modification has... There, there are levels of success you could get just doing because actually sure. I'm curious is like, if I do something, just behave, you know, just modify behavior of my organizations, eventually they'll start thinking differently. And there is a benefit in thought replacement. Don't think that, think this. Sure. My curiosity is, is how do I develop a model that somebody could get into saying, okay, I'm the product of my thoughts. I don't like what's showing up results. Here's the thing is emotions reveal our programming, but emotions also conceal our programming. Like my emotions reveal all the ways that I think about stuff, but then my emotions yeah. like, don't touch that, you sure. know, stay away, danger, danger. And so I, I'm, I'm really curious about developing models around that. Well, when you bring up, you know, maybe my marathon or... could be my, maybe my <laughs> marathon could be my lab of like, okay, here's the model that Lucas needs to follow. To, to run because I'm serious. It's like running is never. I, I went out for cross country when I was a kid, and I got mm -hmm. two days into. It, I was like, "What the heck is this? This is nonsense. I'm not running this far." And sure. so it's like I've just never. I've always had a real negative opinion about long distance running. So I'm gonna come. I want to come back to the question because we we did sidetrack of all right. So what would stop you, or what would have to happen where finishing, starting, and doing the work was not optional? So basically what you're asking is what do I need to set up? So I have to finish. There, there's just no options. Yeah. How do you have to think in a way where that's not optional? Not finishing is not optional. How do you have to think in a way? Unwilling to quit. How, how unwilling does to become quit. Unwilling to quit. Yes. Who do you have to become that's unwilling to quit? And how do you have to think about that? Because you're, you're right is carrot or stick is, is often the term, you know? Can, can you have somebody write a check or do something painful or or do something, you know, publicly, uh, you know, and or shame? Well, what we're all talking about is, OK, changing your thinking or doing enough just to get away from the pain. That's why if you're a leader, by the way, yeah. and your your methodology for creating change is to punish, it's punitive, it's to hit it's to hit with a stick or uh, to shame or guilt somebody into way into movement. You will change their behavior. You will not change their way of thinking. You will actually program them differently to think just enough to avoid the pain. But you're not behavioral modifying. You're not doing modif you know, behavioral modification in the long term. You're just teaching the dog, hey, if I don't want to get hit with the, with the newspaper or swatted in the nose, I need to go outside and potty. That's it. My framework for thinking as a dog hasn't changed. I just know, hey, if I go outside and do the same thing that I was doing inside, I stop getting hit by the newspaper. That's cool. I, I'd like to avoid the newspaper. Fundamentally, it hasn't really changed the dog's way of thinking. 
It's just be, it's modified the behavior. To be a leader, you've got to change the worst person's way of thinking as a situation, elevate that thinking. So then there's no roadblocks or obstacles in becoming that person that says, I'm absolutely going to finish this. Yeah, Andrew, and the, the, the alternative is just be okay with leading an organization in which formal compliance is your culture, that people are normally complying. They don't really buy into anything. And if that, and honestly, there may be scenarios in which that's okay. In our world where there's 1099s and options and boy, that's, I have to learn leadership skills to get people to buy in and you yeah. So <laughs> whenever you're leading both call it independent contractors um, or entrepreneurs on one hand, salespeople, for example, and you're leading employees at the same time, or 1099, people who have to be some measure of compliance and then people who have some measure of freedom, uh, I'll equate it to this. You have to learn how to become a dog and a cat person simultaneously. Because, you know, a dog person is going to do really well with employees. Sit, roll over, lay down, do this, do that, or I'll swatch you with the newspaper. You're going to get very compliant. You're going to get, oh, that's a good boy. All right. You did good. Way to go. Isn't she special? You'll be great with employees if you're a dog person. You'll struggle when it comes to the entrepreneurial side or sales because you got to learn how to become a cat person. And that you got to learn how to get effectiveness and effective change with nothing more than a, when a spritzer bottle. <laughs> you got to learn how to herd cats. You have to learn how to get them. And understand they're not going to behave like a dog. Come here. Any of, have you ever tried to call a cat? Come here. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. It looks at you like you're stupid and that it, it would be like a child looking at you. Like, why are you talking to me that way? you got to figure out how to wrangle and get both of your needs met. Because if you do, if you do, or if you are a cat person, you understand cat behavior, the cat will do whatever it wants when it wants. And it will occasionally come in and be like, Hey, I'll let you pet me now. So you have got to learn how to lead both where there are entrepreneurs, independent contractors, people who have freedom and flexibility. And at the same time, you have employees, you got to be those simultaneously and then figure out what is it that drives that person. So you can elevate their way of thinking to get what they want in the end. So the last piece of this marathon is what's your next way forward or your next step? That's a commitment, not an option. Yeah, I'm I'm committed to pushing you till I get a plan because I understand that you have a project and I want to help my brother out. So, <laughs> and it's March first is circled on my calendar that March first I start. You know, every training program says about six months to go from couch to, and I'm not totally a couch to marathon type of person. I'm just not a runner to a marathon person. So I, and I'm not, don't have any illusions. It's still going to be really tough. Actually for me, I live out in the country. I've got 10 acres. So uh, the, 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 the access to running is, is all around me right now. <laughs> so Lucas, I, I want to encourage you and I believe in you in this. And I'll tell you what, you complete this first marathon and I'll get us all t-shirts that say up yours, Mrs. McMillis. <laughs> I want, I want one. Well, so, so please funny. finish. 
If well, you can, but, if but you can you find her image on Facebook, we'll make this a movement. One day, somewhere, oh, no, she'll be no, walking no. down the street be like, is that me? Um, you know what, though? That thing is, is like, I remember hearing that and just feeling the embarrassment of her saying that to me. And then years later, I realized she was actually right. And right no more. You're not going to be right. And that that actually those statements have fueled a lot of the decisions I've made in the month in like it, it's not the decisions that are on stage when everybody's applauding you that you need that fuel. It's like I don't feel like picking up the phone today. Mrs. McNillis up here as I'm picking up the phone. I don't feel like studying those numbers right now because I'm not a numbers person. Mrs. McNillis up here. It, it really has. I actually need to send her a check and a thank you card because that, what, that actually was she right, in. though. Yeah, I, lo I love that. Was, was that? she right or did you just or you just believed her? And so you made it right. No, she up to the, that point. No, up, up at that the... point. I was a 2.17 GPA student in school. I could care less. I didn't try. I did the very, very bare minimum. Uh, if it wasn't fun, I didn't do it. And none of the school was fun for me. Um, and so she, she actually was depicting my current reality correctly. And she also probably also saw that I'm pretty intelligent. I just didn't try because it, it was boring. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Never did homework. Um, it just that that was my that was it's interesting. That was my high school career. But when I went to college, I actually wanted to learn the stuff that they taught me. So I was like a three point eight student in college. Because well, I wanted to on a t shirt. And I also and I was I was married at that time and I had a wife that was my accountability partner. And I still remember Drew walking in. She said, So you're paying two hundred dollars or credit uh hour to watch Monday night football. Okay. Like, yeah, you suck. <laughs> it's just that thank you, Mrs. McMillis, isn't as sexy as up yours, but I'll put that on the t shirt. No, but, that's but what we have to do. No, no, the the up yours actually has fueled me, and so because I you I I, I like a lot of people who um who you say don't touch this is there's wet paint. I'm like, is it really wet? Or you say here are the rules. I like to say, well, is that really the rules, or is here the rules? And so that's my inner sixteen year old. And so yeah, up yours works really well for me. I'm sorry, judge that's me. What makes Lucas so different and and very similar to most high achievers is what's the awareness that says, oh yeah, I'll show you. You know, what she did as a teacher is she step, She did what you've said several times on this call is, is step one. It's raise the awareness. You got to become aware of something isn't the way you want it to be, which is step one. You looked at that and heard that feedback and said, yeah. is this how other people receive me or see me? That's not how I see myself. I'll show you. Whole different. It started with the awareness. And since then, it's been a driving force. Right. Up yours. Yeah. So we'll leave you on this. What's the goal? And who's that driving force in your own world where you can say, up yours, I'll show you. Everybody should have it up yours in their life. Everybody should have somebody there say, you know what? To my ex, screw you, I'm going to go make something in my life. Or somebody that fired you, 
I, I remember working for Gary Keller. Gary Keller would tell, told me one time, says, Lucas, I only hire people who have a little dirt underneath their fingernails and who have scabs on their knees because I want somebody who has a chip on their shoulder that has to prove to the world, I'm not what you said I am. I'm a lot better and greater than that. So everybody needs a Mrs. McNeilson in their life. I just keep adding mine. I, I, my list just keeps growing. I don't know about anybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, I, I've got I've got some new Mrs. McNillis's, but I won't say that because I probably will get sued. So. <laughs> just keep adding to the list. You can go on the list. We'll just, you know, what, we'll just we'll, we'll get the. It, it'll be a screw you, Miss. You know, up yours, Miss McNillis, and then and line 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 to be filled yeah. in later. <laughs> I was act. It's funny that we're talking about this now because I don't just it just hit me as this morning. Uh, before I got my day started, my wife and I were talking as we were drinking our coffee. I was just like, I was thinking back about so many like conversations with people that were gatekeepers to what was conceived at, considered at that time, big opportunities. And they didn't pan out, you know, it's like, Oh, this didn't pan out. It's like, I could think of actually think of three people real specifically right now. I'm adding you to the lines underneath the name of Mrs. McMillis. Yeah, I'm I just not gonna say your name on the yeah. on the Leaderverse podcast. I want the T-shirt with the lines on it, so that way when I show up to yes. work, I could say, "Who wants to challenge me today? You won't get on this T-shirt. Let's go." Yeah, I, I think just we should all tell get white. me yes. I can't do this. Let's let's get white T-shirts with black with with black lettering and black lines. Carry uh, around and a just sharpie. Carry around a sharpie. Exactly right. So if I walk up to you and say, "Would you sign my T-shirt?" <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> And at the same time, I want to thank you so much for being a driving force that fuels my next up yours. I'll show you. Thank you so much. You know who you are. Thank you so much. And so since this conversation's got this way, this, this is what I would say. The action point is look back in your history, find the people who are, who basically pooped in your kitchen and don't let those people be what stop you. Let those people be what fuels you to go show it to everybody else that you can run a marathon, that you can make a million dollars, that you can succeed, that you can recruit, that you can grow a business. Do it as a proof to people that they, the people who, there's a reason why people in your history don't make it to your destiny. There's a reason why people in your past don't make it to your future. Show them why they should have, why they missed out on the greatest gift ever by your performance and think differently. They're, they could be a gift.